calling the language therapy clinic. For English, press 1. To join America the Bilingual, keep listening. So he was having a hard time. He didn't really want to study Greek. His dad, we hardly spoke Greek at home. That's Anastasia Kastronakis Merkel, also known as Anna, who was born in Miami of Greek immigrant parents. He would learn Greek in Greek school, but he liked to joke around with the teachers and flirt with them more than study. I never thought he was going to learn it. One Greek school teacher had a meeting with the parents, and I remember her statement was, let's face it, these kids are never going to learn how to speak Greek. Because they live in America. Welcome to America the Bilingual, a podcast for Americans like me who are learning their second language or would like to start. I'm Steve Levine. Children born in the U.S. of immigrant parents typically become dominant in English quite early. While they can often understand the Spanish or Hindi or Greek spoken at home, they usually don't speak it as well as their parents and may not read and write their heritage language at all. By the time they themselves have children, the heritage language is mostly a memory. It was as if she had given me a bold-faced challenge, because at that time I was desperate for them. Because I'd heard it from my mother too, Americanakia. They're little Americans. They're little Americans. They're never going to really learn the Greek. You don't speak to them in Greek. And it was sort of like this condescending, I don't want to say it's condescending, it was like pity. I don't take pity well. <laughs> to understand why Anna doesn't take pity well, let's go back to when she was a girl. Growing up in North Miami Beach, I grew up in a, a mixed community, predominantly immigrants that had made it. They, had, they were established and they had children. Some were first generation, um, but they were predominantly Jewish in my neighborhood. Anna had the benefit and sometimes the detriment of a very determined mother. And Anna soon realized that what was normal in America wasn't normal in her home. And in my home, sleeping over someone's house was insanity. We don't do that. And also the language. They all had parents that grew up in the States, and there was no language barrier, but there was a huge language barrier for my parents. So I had to translate everything for them. Like the time her mother took her to register for school when Anna was six. Mother and daughter appeared before a woman at the school office. I remember her looking at my mother and then bending down to talk to, I could barely clear the counter, bending down and trying to explain things to me in very simple terms. But then again, mom starts talking in Greek, looking at her, uh, you know, what books does she need? How do I register her? Um, why don't you have anything for the summer? What do children do over the summer? And the woman, um, she was polite, but I could see she was also perplexed. Listening to Anna, I tried to recall my own registration to school and couldn't most likely because my mother handled everything and all I had to do was show up. My mother didn't know how to write English at that point. So my name didn't fit in the boxes. I remember the first day, and this woman struggling to pronounce this name. 
And when she finally pronounced the name and, you know, kids would giggle, I was embarrassed and that I would pronounce it, I'm Anastasia Kastrinakis in a very Greek, because that's all I knew. I would hear my mother, when people had difficulty, she would say, just call her Anna, just call her Anna. So I would repeat that and I'd go, just call me Anna. And I see this relief on this teacher's face and that's where Anna became my name. Lunchtime also had its challenges. Where I would have a lunch with pastizio or spanakopita or um, dolmades. Dolmades are the grape leaves with the rice. Pastizio is our Greek version of um, lasagna made with a, a really nice roux. And then uh, spanakopita, spinach turnovers. People are always going, oh, what are you eating or what is that? I didn't want to eat that food. I wanted to have the ham sandwich or the peanut butter and jelly because that's what everybody else had. I wanted to conform. I wanted to have potato chips and the orange popsicle and buy the lunch, kind of like it was depicted in my big factory wedding. I can totally relate to that. For American teens, a junior high school dance can be a big deal. But for her Greek mom... I got crowned queen in junior high school, and she wasn't going to let me go to the dance. I was mortified. She goes, what are you going to do going to this event? It's not a very important thing. This is a childish thing. It's like of no, no real importance. So I uh, remember that was huge. That was huge. But I went. I went anyways. But then... Uh, she let me go, but then she showed up at the dance. She walked in and... Anna, your mom's here. You have to go home. It was really embarrassing. I was, uh, what, 13 years old? Doing the American stuff was a challenge. Her mother wasn't a soccer mom either. I was in um, high school, and I was going to try out for the soccer team. I played for a traveling soccer team. My mother was dead set against it. Good girls like that don't play soccer. That's a guy's sport. And what young man is going to want a young lady who's out there in the field running with the guys? And this one young coach who must have been in his early 20s back then. I was about 17. And I said to him, you know, I can't make practice. So I remember him looking at me and going, what's the matter, little Greek girl? Why aren't you coming? And I got, I mean, to this day, I could feel I, I was lost. Like, he's actually throwing in the whole little Greek girl thing? What, the, what do I do? Anna learned how to negotiate with her mom and with the America where she came of age. At home, she was Anastasia. Out in the world, she was Anna. She became American, to be sure, but she knew she wanted to maintain her Greek heritage and language, too. When she went to college, Anna took Greek classes, which helped her with her reading and writing. Two years out of college, she met and married a Greek-American. They moved to Tarpon Springs, Florida, a fishing and tourist destination known for its Greek restaurants. Anna opened a boutique and gave birth to her first son. I kept his ethnic name as Stavros. It was hard for him because they wanted to call him Starburst growing up. So Stavros' first year of life, I spoke only Greek to him. And one day he looks at me, and I'm speaking to him in Greek, and he says, 
Mom, why are you speaking to me like Yaya, which is grandmother, and you don't speak to me the way you speak to daddy? She was shocked. I probably said something to the effect is that I want you to be able to speak to Yaya because this is the only, this is her language. And I probably went into some, I pontificated about the beauty of learning another language to a, to a, to a child. He doesn't remember that. And then from there, I kind of petered off. I kind of gave up because it was becoming a challenge. He could tell that my Greek wasn't as good as my mother's or some of the women who are, were from Greece that would come and talk to him. Anna pulled away from speaking Greek to her son Stavros, and she pulled away from her marriage, which ended in divorce. In a few years, she remarried to a man named Ken Merkel, who was not of Greek origin. He was an Army helicopter pilot. They had two children together. When the Army transferred Ken to Germany, Anna and the three children went too. In Germany, Anna made it a point to seek out the Greek Orthodox Church near where they were stationed in order to keep the children's Greek language and culture alive. The children began learning German too, particularly seven-year-old Stavros. So we would go shopping and Stavros would come with me to the German grocer. When I'm buying bread or whatever, I'd be struggling with zwei Brotchen bitte, two breads please, and Stavros would say it again in his perfect little German. It, and I looked at him and I go, wow, <laughs> you're me. I realized what my mom went through and the significant role I played in her life, just like Stavros did at that moment. I, I actually started laughing and I remember calling my mother and telling her and thanking her. I says, uh, I appreciate everything you did to give us a good life here in this country. After Germany, the family moved to England to serve out Ken's assignment, and then back to South Florida, just north of where Anna was raised. She reconnected her family with the church and the Greek-American community. Ken is what we call the, uh, the he was the only non-Greek in the family at the time, but since then he's opened the door and a few others have married in. He embraced the culture, which when you do that in our world, that's tremendous. That's a huge compliment. So they embraced him. He embraced the culture by, number one, studying the religion. He tries to speak Greek. He learned the important phrases. I love you very much, my doll. Thank you. No. Sit down, which he would say to his children, not to me. Come here. Yes. Stavros is now 29 and lives in Miami. He is fluent in Greek and also speaks Spanish. Katie, their youngest, understands Greek better than she can speak it, but is going to Greece again this summer. And what of their middle son, who Anna mentioned at the top of the show, the one not taking his Greek very seriously, and the one who caused the teacher to say... These, these kids, kids are, are never going to learn how to speak Greek. When James William, or J.W. as they call him, was a junior in high school, he won a scholarship to go to Greece over the summer. There, he fell in love with the Byzantine music the Greek monks were chanting. In his senior year, he won another scholarship, this time to attend the Hellenic College in Boston, 
where students go to be ordained. From there, the pull he felt to Greece became stronger yet. And then he visited the monasteries in Greece, and he realized that's where he wants to study, so he transferred to Thessaloniki at the university there, Aristotele, and he studied Greek there. Uh, he did very well, and then he went to Mount Athos as a student, and he studied the theology and Greek there. And before I knew it, he had decided that that's what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. Her little J.W. became a monk in Greece. I'm in awe. I am in awe at his commitment to this life work. Uh, he truly believes in the ministry, and he believes he has a purpose. And he says, we're going to be on this earth, and we're here to strive for what? So he decided that he wants to be the best human being he can be. And he wants to, in his existence, be an example for others. And he feels this is the best way to do it. And I've never seen anyone so happy in their choice. And he's just thriving. He's, um, everyone that sees him just says he, he's glowing. And uh, when you're on a right path, I believe it, you just excel. So everything is just, it seems like it just comes easy for him. The language, the projects, he's given more responsibility. The day I was interviewing Anna was coincidentally JW's birthday. Born James William Merkel. Uh, in Greek, it's Dimitrios Vasilios. But now he is a monastic in Greece, and his name is Cheruvim. In English, it's cherubim, but I'm going to use the Greek name because that's the proper name. So he's cheruvim. Yeah. Um, got emotional. Oof. Oh, Oof. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. And, uh, <clears throat> sorry. That was weird. I asked Anna what she was feeling. I miss him. But I'm also proud of him because uh, I love adventure, and I taught my kids. I don't care what you do, if you love it, you're gonna you're gonna thrive. And he he told he tells me that he goes, Mom, you told me, reach for the stars. You know, life is an experience, and he's absolutely right. So I love that he's gone there. I feel like I did a really good job, and in setting him, in giving him the opportunity to embrace his roots. And he took it to such a level that was beyond my expectation. She told me that Herovim is known affectionately as the American among his monastic family in Greece. They have welcomed him back, as they see it, to his home. Meanwhile, they have the American helping them with their English, which they consider hard. Call her Anna? or call her Anastasia, which pleases her, daughter of Greek immigrants to America, mother of one American immigrant to Greece. A big bravo to America's language teachers. The American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages, their acronym ACFL is fitting, and its Lead with Languages campaign encourages bilingualism for all. This episode was written by me, Steve Levine, 
and our producer, Fernando Hernandez, who also does sound design and mixing. Our editorial consultants are Maya Thomas and Mim Harrison, research assistants by Alma Flores Perez. Graphic arts are created by Carlos Plaza Design Studio. Music in this episode by Costa and Nero, Kevin McLeod, Andy G. Cohen, and Lena Palera. All thanks to the Free Music Archive, directed by WFMU. Additional music, courtesy of Francisco Panilla. And special thanks to Anastasia for sharing her own recording of the Chants of the Fathers of the Holy Monastery of Gregorio Mount Athos. Additional field recordings by Zabu Hilo and Sage Turtle. Their work can be found at freesound.org. For more information about this episode, visit americathebilingual.com. And if you like this podcast, please let your friends know. Thanks for listening. For America the Bilingual, this is Steve Levine. Okay, so help me out then. Um, Anna, I can say, uh, help me with the Greek version of your name. Anastasia. Anastasia. Kastrinakis. 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 Now it's Merkel. Merkel. Merkel, I can do. And, and the first name again? Anastasia. Anastasia. Can you can you see I'm looking at your mouth as you're saying this Anastasia 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 so, so I already know Anna so I add Anastasia is that kind of close That's it. I had met another young lady with the same first name and she goes by Anastasia I was so impressed Anastasia and she tells people just think of nice to see ya <laughs> Anna nice to see ya Anastasia that's it. Anastasia.